don't try to lead your own life because whatever God has planned for you is so much greater than what you would have planned for yourself. It is 100% worth it to just trust him and let him open those doors. And I That is phenomenal advice from Miss Natalie. It's biblical as well. I'd like to introduce you to Natalie, Josh, and Emily. If you don't know the Reigns or Blanton family, you should. Listen on for the next few moments to hear about some singing, some siblings, and some great stories. And don't forget, you can actually watch this entire interview on YouTube. Just search for Micah McCurry. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my channel there for more interviews just like this. Now, let's get to listening. This is the Mike McCurry podcast. I am your host, Mike McCurry, and I am here with a portion of the Reigns family, and I so greatly appreciate their time today. We're going to talk about a lot of different topics, music, serving God with family, getting along with your siblings, whether Emily likes Josh as a brother-in-law. We're going to talk about all of these topics. Don't go anywhere. But before we do anything, if I could, I'm going to turn it over to Miss Natalie for just a second. If you could just give us a very quick encapsulated introduction to you, Josh, Emily, and your family, and we'll kind of start there if we can. Sure. Our family is the Reigns family. We go by that name that my dad and mom had a vision years ago for us to have a music ministry that started really just in our local church. And then the mm-hmm. Lord added to that. And we get to sing in a lot of different area revivals and Bible conferences and things like that. And then this year we added a vocal album project to that list of fun things that the Lord lets us do together. And then last April, I married Josh and he became a member of that. And he's a great help to our music ministry. And we're just excited for the doors that the Lord is opening. And we're, we want to walk through them as he opens them. Amen. Well, I'm going to jump to Josh in just a second, but I think Emily's just itching to, to the exuberance. I can feel it through the Zoom call. That's and so I, I'd be very curious to find out what are some childhood nicknames that Natalie might have had for Emily, but we won't go there quite yet. We'll get to Josh in oh, just a second. Boy. But, but Emily, from, you, from your perspective, coming up now, if I can't, what's the, uh, the, the not, not the age range, but how many children in the family and where do you guys sit in the lineup? Okay, so I am the baby of four because most people save the best for last. So that's, that's kind of what my parents did. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so we have an oldest sister. Her name is Stacy. She is actually the violinist on our new album. Literally the greatest violinist in the world, I think. And then there's Natalie, and she's mediocre pianist. She, you know, plays around with it a little bit. And then uh, my brother is next. He's the only boy. And he actually played the bass on the album. And then there's me. So that's Very for good. Awesome. <laughs> so Josh, coming into a musical family, how much was music a part of your background growing up? Or was this kind of a whole new territory and the regardless of, of, of the new adventures coming, you knew Natalie was the one. So it just came with, with the territory or we'll kind of talk about your background for a second. Well, it was, there's very little music in my upbringing. I'm, I'm what you call a late bloomer, I suppose, <laughs> <laughs> but um, not for lack of interest or love of it. I, it just uh, wasn't a big part of our upbringing. Neither of my parents are, um, you know, particularly musical. Uh, some of my siblings mm-hmm. are pretty good, you know, pianists sure. and other instruments, but so this was, it's been a, it's been a fast learning curve for the last couple of years now to absolutely. Just, but Hey, 
I'm, I'm enjoying it and uh, more than happy to, to be a part of it. Absolutely. This podcast, the interview is uh, not about me, but by way of personal anecdote, my dad, um, and very, and somewhat proud of it. Well, I wouldn't say proud of this, but he could not keep a tune in a bucket if you nailed the lid on, but he makes a joyful noise and he is more than willing to sing out to the chagrin of all those around him uh, in the congregational uh, singing. Uh, but I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he's going to get a little extra something when we all get to heaven and he's singing that glorified voice that he's going to have. Um, so coming from that, my mom is musical and she plays, but so I didn't have it from, from both sides and all of those things. And so going to where I am now, and I guess I can kind of just put it out there. I mentioned before we were live, but um, Lloyd's allowed me to take a, a second position as general manager of Bible Truth Music, working with Byron Fox. And so excited about those things, but looking at my upbringing or at least the the paternal side probably wasn't much hope for my uh, musical ability and so josh so, so glad that you're with the family and all of those things so let's start in the present with your current present uh, current a uh, project and maybe you have one of those cds you can hold up for people to see in just a moment when, when, we, when you start talking but talk about the genesis of that we'll go back into your roots of singing for church and things like that but how did that kind of come together and how excited are you to be able to put out an album like that that has been very widely loved by a lot of folks i know my wife and i'm not saying this because i have you on the podcast uh, my wife was listening yesterday uh is it no more condemnation she, she was listening and and just listen to the whole album. I think she had it on a repeat and I try to have good music in the home, but talk about that for just a moment and how excited you are about that project. Well, actually I started writing some songs years ago. I guess I was about 17 and 18 and like I would teach them to my sisters and our cousin, the four of us girls sang together at church a little bit. So we would sing these songs in church, but I wouldn't really tell anybody that I wrote them. So the four of us might know, like I might've told them, but it just wasn't a big deal. And our family never really sang any of them. It was just the four of us girls. So our family's been singing in church together. Then when Josh and I started dating, Brother Fox preached at his church every, he still does, preaches there every January. So Pastor Shoemaker had our family come sing one night during the meeting. And Brother Fox asked us about doing an album. And would we want to do that? This is January a year ago. And the timing just didn't quite work. Brother Fox knew because Josh told him that I had written a song that the Clark family had recorded. I am so blessed. And I wrote that mm -hmm. 10 years ago, 12 years ago, something like that. So Brother Fox said, I know that song. You wrote that song? I was like, yeah, I did. a very long time ago when I was practically a kid. And so it just, he said, well, I, I think it'd be neat to do an album of original songs if you have more. And I thought, <gasps> those songs that I've only ever shared with the girl, like nobody ever even really knew I wrote. And so the timing just didn't happen that year. But then this past January, when he was back at the church, he mentioned it again, said, I'd, I'd really like to do an album with your family. And things just fell together. The Lord just orchestrated the whole, whole order of events. And then in May, we recorded those. So I was teaching my family all these songs that they had never heard that I had written over the years. We, we sang a couple that I'd written, but not very many of them. And so, I don't know, it was just neat to see how the Lord put the order of events together. And we can look back on it and see that it was him. And even with the title track, We Need the Church, as we were praying about it, we learned this song before church attendance was something that was as precious as I think it has become to many of us. And then 
we were praying about what do we call this album? What's the title? And then somewhere in April when it was like, wow, every time we get to go to church now, that is a privilege. And my dad said, I really feel like that. We need the church song is the key to the album. And that was just another thing that the Lord just did and had that song. I wrote it a year before when it, I don't know. I don't think it would have had the meaning to us that it does now when we sing a line, we need the church. So it's just neat watching how, I, I guess we can look back on it and see, I being in the way the Lord led me. It's kind of that mm -hmm. break where it's just, God just puts things together in his timing and you can undeniably say it was him that did it. And that's what we want. Absolutely. We want him to be glorified with it more than anything. But those are just, I guess that's a, a long history of how it came to be, but there no it is. No problem at all. That, that's excellent. And I, I try to pull out here and there some practical application points from that. And I so often see the rate, the speed at which the world is pumping out to be kind, trash, and just absolute wickedness, if not, if not just complete uselessness. And church folks are they're not keeping pace. Not, not that creating media is our sole goal in life, but it is bringing honor and glory to God and using all of the tools at our disposal is huge. And so the opportunity to have some more good product out there for people to be able to use is such a blessing. And uh, so we'll get to and think about the question of what is the, uh, what's next on the horizon for the Reigns family. We'll get to that in just a second. But Emily, how excited were you to be able to jump oh. on? And, and so you sang a lot with, with you know, sisters and all of that uh, growing up, but um, you are uh, active on social media. We could probably say that, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. So the opportunity um, to be on a, a project yourself, how, how fun was that? Oh, I loved it. And she had all, a lot of different songs, some that a lot of them made it on the album, but then a lot that we've saved for maybe a future project, hint, hint. Um, but she had chosen two that she was going to let me do the verses on. And that was like the most exciting thing ever for me because I like to sing because I like to speak as well, but I think that the song part of a service and I think music in general has, is the, one of the most powerful things on earth because what we listen to greatly affects our mind throughout the day and our attitude and how we react to things, you know, depending on what we listen to. And so when she gave me two of those to kind of do the verses on, it was so fun. Um, I, I loved being a part and I think she's the best songwriter and, I asked her to use my name as her pen name because she, she kind of acted humble and like, I don't want people to know I wrote all 10. And I said, well, I can fix that for you, darling. Like, just go ahead and use my name. But she didn't. But yes, it was fun to be on it for sure. <laughs> very good. Now, I just after just a very short perusal of Josh, your Instagram and things, that's one of the fun things about these days. You can get to know people a little bit before you even get to know them. You have kind of a, a backwoods type type thing going on somewhat. What, what is your background? And uh, maybe it looks like working with your hands and different things like that are of interest to you. And so what are some hobbies and things you're not necessarily uh, with the pen in hand, you're not necessarily on the keyboard, but what are some things that interest you uh, just in the day to day? Um, I'll start with uh, vocation trade. I sure. out of high school um, started working in construction and done carpentry work at, you know, kind of all, a pretty broad spectrum, a lot of finished carpentry with trim and cabinet making. And then um, I guess the last four or five years was more on a, 
uh, management type level, project management stuff. Um, and then most recently, we're, we're both self-employed in kind of two different areas. And I'm um, doing more uh, broad spectrum of construction stuff. I've also started another business, kind of a side business doing stump grinding and different things um, just so that we can be more flexible on the music sure. side. Um, so that's interesting. As far as hobbies, uh, my main one is outdoors and hunting related stuff. Archery is a big part of it. I'm actually uh, going on a Western hunt. Um, what, like 10 days from now, I'm headed out to Colorado for a week and a half of hunting for mule deer and elk. So that's Very become cool. a bit of a yearly tradition for me and some of my friends. And uh, so looking forward to that. But that's the main thing. And music has become a huge part of it. Um, I really am not a office guy to start with, but I've been learning more and doing a lot more video editing and YouTube research, the whole thing, just because that's kind of where our life is going. <laughs> right. Absolutely. No, I greatly appreciate that. And I appreciate that the lifestyle that, and not that, you know, we've hit some, you know, multi-platinum record or anything like that, but real life carries on and you can have a real life and you can be real in front of the camera, behind the camera, the, the attitude. And one thing I appreciate at meeting you folks at Capital Connection, that the sense that I got from meeting you just in the, what, 30 minutes that we, we may, may have talked that that's the sense I've gotten from you, social media presence, the, the singing, all of that. And so it's just, just real. You didn't know who I was. I, I didn't mean anything to you or, and no, nor should I have, but there was a, uh, there was a connection there and just the fact that you were real. And so the fact that we can have this interview and I can tell my listeners that all of the interactions I've had with the Reigns family have been just genuine. And I, I appreciate mm -hmm. that because there's uh, far too much of a facade put on oftentimes and we can all fall prey to it often and so the fact that you know just a real guy you know um we, we have enough folks posing in front of uh ferraris and lamborghinis and all of that and so to hear somebody that that stump grinding is something that you're doing in your off hours is that's awesome that's great and i think it's also not not to take this down any sort of too much application but for those of you that out there that think um working with your hands is dead and gone please understand that number one, there's a huge amount of money to be made in that because no one else is working there, unfortunately. And number two, it's still greatly necessary. Uh, they have not yet built a robot that can just go into the woods and grind stumps and things like that. And so anyway, uh, absolutely fantastic. Now, growing up, um, I, if, I, if I recall, maybe two weeks or so ago, I read uh, your dad's biography, I think on the church website and just some of the things that he's, he's done and been a part of. What was it like growing up in a ministry home and just, there are many struggles that come with that at times, many joys that come with that. But Emily, if you want to jump in, what are some things that immediately offhand you think of when you think of your parents and feel free to talk them up if you'd like, uh, you, yeah. you, you seem uh, to not have a problem speaking in hyperbole. And so um, <laughs> we'll, we'll take everything you say about your parents with a grain of salt, but go ahead okay. and tell us how, how great they are. And then what yeah. it was like growing up in their home. Okay. Well, so now my dad is a pastor. So the people that have met us in like the last 10 years, that is how they see him as, as a pastor and then our family that sings. But for my 16 years before that, he was all music and all Christian education. 
So nobody from the last 10 years knows that part of him as much, you know, but he uh, led our youth choir and he, the adult choir, and he is an amazing pianist. Um, not everyone might know that if they've just, you know, known us in the past few years, because Natalie only plays for our family now. But before she played for us, our family sung when all four of us were little, and my dad burnt the piano up. I mean, he lit those ivories, and he would just, I mean, he's amazing. Um, those old camp meeting style songs, he's just amazing at them. Um, but he was in Christian education for over 20 years um, before I was born and then until just a few years ago. But music was always very huge. And um, like sports were always like second. Like he, he liked stuff like that. But music and serving in the church were the priorities. My parents taught us to always look for work. Um, when we would have like big church events, they would go, go look for someone's trash to pick up, go look for dishes to wash in the kitchen, don't have to be asked to do things. And so, and they were always involved. And I, I notice now a lot in churches that some families just kind of get there, you know, go through the service and kind of leave, don't really get involved and don't do all that. And it kind of breaks my heart because I'm like, there's lots of positions at the church that can change your kid's life because now Natalie and I, we're both, you know, grown adults, but we love still being involved with ministry, you know, whatever that can be for us. It's different for both of us now, but um, I, we both love music because my dad taught us that. We all started piano lessons when we were small, then got to choose a second instrument a few years later. And um, Natalie, of course, has become the, mo the biggest pianist in the family. Um, my oldest sister got, you know, the most on the violin, and then my brother with the bass, and then I like more the social media side, kind of promoting that kind of stuff. But they, honestly, they were the greatest parents. They kept God first, and then they kept each other second under that. And then we knew we were, you know, a little bit less important than each other because they had each other before they had us and after they had us. And we knew that, but they, they knew that loving God was first. And I'm so thankful that they instilled that in us. <laughs> Amen. There's so much, so many biblical gems that you dropped that you learned from your parents. A lot, it, it, just in that, there, there's so much that we can unpack from that. And for those of you that maybe didn't grow up in that uh, um, environment, those my listeners that say that's a little foreign to me or that sounds a little bit odd. Um, in all seriousness, so many things you said, my parents would echo, say those exact same things. And, and the jury is still out on myself and my two younger brothers and all of that. But <laughs> so oftentimes the children that do make it, and I don't make it by which I mean that they are just a part of a church, but those that are actively serving and want to please God. So oftentimes exactly what you're saying along the way that getting involved, that, that church is not a drudgery. It's a joy. It, it's something to be looked forward to. The, the work involved is it's God's work. It's the best work. And so I appreciate you bringing that to light. And then also being able to conceptualize that and then vocalize that because there are a lot of people that need to hear it from a young lady that has since grown up and out of the home, even though you're past the age of 18. And for many people, that would mean, you know, go be a wild child, do whatever I want. But you're still, yeah. you understand the value of what your parents gave right. you. And so I greatly appreciate that. Now, Josh, I should have prepped you with this question, but what was it about Miss Natalie that made you say, okay, all right, there's, there's something here. And I'll keep talking for a second while the wheels spin, the hamster gets moving so you can really think about it. Or maybe you can come right off the cuff. But what was it? So I know, I know for me, my wife, she has red hair as well. And so maybe that was the thing right there. I don't know. But 
for you, what was it that said, all right, number one, Miss Natalie, and then also, this is a family that I can be a part of as well. What were those things? Um, it's actually a bit of a process okay. to answer that question because we don't have like a story where all of a sudden we met and then our relationship started. We, I went to church with her older sister and brother-in-law for four years or so. And that was like five or six years before we officially met, but we were acquainted. You know, we knew we would recognize each other if we saw each other. Um, so fast forward to, um, when would that have been? Christmas of 17-ish. Another, I didn't realize it, but I was actually at her best friend's house um, one evening after church. And, you know, just, we were singing and I was playing my guitar and different things, um, just fellowship. She... You might ought to tell that part because I wasn't, I wasn't, I don't know all the details. Anyway. You were oblivious to some things going on in the background. That I was someone she should be interested in. My best friend did that. She sent me a picture of him sitting there playing his guitar and she was married, but she had gone back to visit her parents and he's friends with her brother. So Josh is over there at their house playing and my friend sends me a picture of him sitting there and she said, this is who you're going to marry. And that was very, she does not do stuff like that. So it was very surprising. And I said, I actually know who that is. And I, said, I think he went to church with my sister and brother-in-law. She's like, yes, he did. That's exactly who this is. You need to start praying right now. <laughs> but all that to say there, there was kind of like some uh, seeds had been planted about Natalie. And then another go forward, another nine months, almost a year. And we just happened to be, we joined the same community choir in our town here in Greenville. Well, just happened to. what do you know? So we're, we already knew like her family, her background. And I'm like, this is a very, I don't know, how do you describe it? Um, high church style of music choir. So it's sure. like, you know, not really our speed actually we sure. were both there to learn and like just practice and get better at things that were not necessarily our number one um area of anything so <laughs> both knowing that we were kind of uh drawn together as okay the, we're the two people or three people here that are uh you know kind of have something in common that we know so from there we were, we started talking at the a bonfire. They had a choir bonfire, and I guess we haven't stopped yet. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Praise the Lord. That that's awesome to hear, and it's also awesome to see people letting the letting the Lord work. And I, I also I I would be very curious if we really dived into the details of how much prep work went on behind the scenes of different things. I'd be curious to know all those things, but Josh, Josh probably doesn't even know all of that, so we won't get into those things. <laughs> the Lord worked things out, and uh, so very good. 
and and we'll just make mention of it. I don't know how eligible Miss Emily is or not, but we'll leave that for the listeners to maybe figure out. She's on social media. You can figure out all those things, but we won't get too deep into that. <laughs> okay, so thanks. That'll be good. Um, I, 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 my hope would be to, because I, I feel like Miss Emily is pretty comfortable in almost all circumstances, but the fact that she's covering her face right now <laughs> means maybe I've been able to nudge her off yeah. Uh, j- just yeah. a little bit. And so that's a good thing. So maybe we'll fire a question right at her right now. Uh-uh. Uh, anyway, very good. Let's talk, if we can, we'll get off Miss Emily uh, to songwriting. How, uh, when did you start kind of seeing that as something you just enjoyed? And how did that kind of come to be? I, I know it's almost like a, a mystic thing, if you want to call it that for, for a lot of folks. But for you and your journey with the Lord, and then also that kind of coming out in song, how, how did that come to be? I think because I'm, I'm musical, like my brain thinks more in music terms and interpreting that creatively, I think, than any other area. So I did not set out to be a songwriter. I, the first song I wrote, it was kind of accidental. I was actually, um, I was, was my senior year of high school and I had to fill out the FAFSA form which is what you had to do to get any scholarships, you know, for college. And so my dad and I were at our school late one night. We didn't even have internet access at our home at the time because dad was a school principal. We had it there at school. So anything we needed to do, we worked on at school. So I'm sitting there working on it and it had to process for like 10 minutes. So I was looking, I just left the computer lab and I'm like looking through a bunch of these tapes that were on a shelf in the school building. And one of them had the song, away in a manger for me i don't know if you remember that old song it's just Hmm. a it's a great it's not a christmas song but it's you know away playing on that word and i thought he made a way he made a way in a manger oh that's that's how he did it so i literally i wrote down on the back of an envelope and i went back to the computer lab and i wrote he made a way in a manger he knew he'd have to die he left the splendor of heaven to come for you and I. And I went, whoa, that rhymes. That's like a song. And I, I literally finished the chorus and then two verses came. And, and I thought, that's like, it has, and I was hearing a tune the whole time I'm writing it. And I thought, I think that's a song. I think I just wrote a song. And like, I had never even thought about songwriting. Well, I taught it to Emily and Stacy and Caitlin, the four of us girls. And they were like, that's really cool. Like you wrote that, that's so neat. We were all kind of shocked by it. So then I wrote, I'm so blessed, I think was about the second or the third. And it just came from, I'm sitting there working on a biology assignment at home during, this is my freshman year of college. And I thought, man, I sit here and think about just what he's done. I start counting my blessings one by one. Man, I do not deserve all that he's done for me, but I'll praise him forever. And I said, that's another song. And so I just, I started writing down really quickly. Like it's, it never was this process of, I need to, I'm going to become a songwriter. It's, it's more organic than that. And actually quite a few songs have come from a sermon. Like as I'm taking sermon notes, my dad would say a seed thought. And one of them, No More Condemnation that you mentioned earlier was actually written from a message that um, Milton Taylor preached about the treasure we have not being under the condemnation of sin out of Romans 6, 7, and 8. And I just started looking through those phrases of scripture and things like, I'm justified. You know, he took my place once and for all. Those kind of phrases just started jumping off the page at me from scripture and it became a song. And the tune usually comes right with the song. There's nothing about it that I, I, the ones that I've had to sit there and go, "Ah, I can't get a tune for this one. Usually if I'll just wait and let my mind rest, 
it comes a little easier. And as I've learned, I, th I hope that I have learned that craft a little more now than I did at the beginning. And I have reached out a good friend of ours is Stacy Piercy, a great songwriter. And I've called him and said, okay, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Can you help me think through this? And he'll, you know, we'll sit there on FaceTime and look through chords and analyze words and change things. So I think I'm learning more that there is more of a process to it. It's not just like, oh, this just accidentally happened. But I do think that some of those, like, I don't know, I have a Bible is my favorite on the album that came very quickly during a sermon and it already had the tune with it. So it was a matter of going home and playing it before I forgot it. And so sometimes the Lord just sends them very quickly. And I didn't, there wasn't a lot of like crafting words and imagery and making sure this fit. It was just, it came from my heart, what I think about my Bible. And there it is. So I'm not one when people ask, I've had people on Instagram DM and say, can you give me tips on songwriting? And I'd say, you've got to let your mind and heart be quiet enough to hear the Lord when he wants to give you that thought. But I'm not... I'm not one of these people that can just sit down and think, oh, I'm going to write a song right now. It's going to be crafted perfectly and the words are going to go together and it's going to reflect a message. It's kind of like I have to let the Lord just kind of move it into my heart and then it comes out of my fingers onto a piece of paper or usually on my iPad. Josh knows I'll pastor will say something and I'll turn my iPad on and I darken the screen so he can't see it and I'll be writing down some seed thought and think, will this turn into a song later? I don't know. We'll see. So I don't know. I'm not the expert on it, but I do love it. Absolutely. And I think for even if just one or two people listen and they realize, okay, this can kind of happen. And I think to some degree, and you didn't gloss over it at all, but I think a lot of times people ask, you know, what, what can I do to become a songwriter or what have you, something spiritually focused. And I think I may have said this on the last podcast, but you can't shoot a cannon out of a rowboat meaning the foundation of scripture, the foundation of time with God, you would not be able to write these spiritual songs. God would not be able to allow them to fall out of your pen or, or iPad or whatever without you having that foundation previous. So even if I, I think an answer that folks have asked, you know, for writing messages and things, because a lot of times for me, messages come that same way, just one thought, one line. And then I spend the rest of the COVID-19 track. The Lord led me to write. We put out half a million of them from Bible tracks now. And that came out of a testimony time at a, at a church service. And I spent my father-in-law afterwards asked me, what were you doing the whole time th during the church service? I was writing a track that whole time. And so, but that, that thought of what, how can I do X, Y, and Z? Well, the answer is Jesus first. It always yeah. is. And so if you'd start there, everything else gets a whole lot easier. And as you build this, to use the, the, the continuation, the, this battleship spiritually, the, the pow firepower that you have that you can shoot off of it is a lot more robust. And so very cool. Very cool. So Emily, Josh coming in the family, just kind of encroaching upon, you know, sister space and all of those things. What were your thoughts there? Did, did you like him immediately or were you kind of like, eh, I don't know. Uh, I liked him till he wanted to marry her. So, <laughs> okay, no, I, I'm only a little bit bitter that he didn't tell anyone when he was going to propose. Mm. I'm still, it was a good surprise I, then. No, that's not a good surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. Okay. No. Let, let's clarify something. As long as he would have told you and nobody else, it would have been okay. Correct. Absolutely. 
absolutely okay. okay but no i'm i'll get over that someday um no i i think he's awesome he listed like a lot of the things that he can do and that comes in really handy i get him to build stuff sometimes um they came to ohio last weekend with me for an event and I saw there were like 30 chairs that were wet. And when they showed up, I was like, hey, y'all want to help me wipe these off? And I'm the sister-in-law. So he, you know, he was like, okay, yeah, sure. I guess so. <laughs> no, he's no. really awesome. No, he's really awesome. He's great building things. And the good thing is he talked about his hunting trip in 10 days. When he gets out of here, she and I get to go on a girl's trip. So I'm up for the, I'm always for his hunting trips. So that only good. sounds fair. And so <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess that makes, that makes sense. If you got, yeah. if you're going to spend, you know, a hundred dollars, uh, probably more like a thousand dollars on a bow, then that means now yeah. they probably need X number of dollars for yeah. a new piano or something like that. Yeah. So very cool. And, now you go ahead. Oh, well, and talking about the music, I am very thankful that he likes has gotten into music more and that he likes to sing with us and wanted to be part of the album and sings at churches with us. I'm very thankful for that. Very cool. Now we'll get close to the end here. How can people interact with you? Of course, on, on Instagram, we'll get to those handles in a second, but I believe you folks play some hymns or Natalie, you play some hymns on, on most Sunday nights. Talk about that and then how people can that, uh, where they can get the CD, but then also kind of interact with you on a, on a uh, daily or even weekly basis with you folks. So we do go live just about every Sunday night. We're thinking now every few weeks we might take a Sunday night off because it, you do kind of need refreshed. And I'm learning that part of you can actually be more productive and more creative when you do take that time to rest. So I'm not good at that yet, but I'm working on it. So every Sunday night at 8.30 Eastern, we go live on my Facebook page, which is Natalie Rain's Music. And Josh is really the... Um, driving force behind that because he kind of was the one that encouraged it to be more consistent and then improve the quality of it because Emily and I've done lives for a long time just like gather around the piano turn the phone on go live talk to people and it's just fun we love the engagement side of it Josh has learned and is learning that the production side of it and you know setting up better equipment doing things like that we've loved adding to that and that being more of what we do so interacting through Facebook and then YouTube so it's the same channel on YouTube Natalie Rains Music so we post tutorials and um, hymn collection videos just like quiet piano music or um, Q&A's we're going to be filming a live Q&A this weekend on YouTube where people on Instagram Emily actually started a channel on Instagram three years ago now, Beauty in Black and White. And she started that as a surprise to me. I did not know that. She videoed me playing and we would get into these churches. We took a cruise to New England. I'm giving all these little backstories, but on that cruise, we would find these churches and she would walk in and she does not meet a stranger. And she would say, my sister is this incredible pianist. Do you mind if we play your piano? And these Episcopal and um, Methodist and Lutheran and Catholic churches, I played a pipe organ. Like she would walk right in there and get me into these situations. I'd say, Emily, what are you doing? She's like, perfect, you're going to do a video. So we would video these things and then she would post them. So that started, and I found it later. She's like, oh, by the way, I've been posting all these videos of you playing. I said, what in the world? So that grew. And then I started teaching FaceTime lessons and just working with hymn players, working with church pianists. That's, that's really my goal is to just bless those church pianists and give them the tools they need to feel like confident about what God's the position God's put them in. So now that grew and then Josh came into the picture, helped me grow the Facebook page and the YouTube page and just 
all sorts of stuff. So we put a lot of music out there. Then we have a channel on Facebook also called Rain's Family and Victory Song that Emily kind of manages. And we post all kinds of family music, not just us. Some friends of ours are on there with us and we post some of their music and so just a lot of fun stuff. We love music in case you can't tell. Very good. And I, I so appreciate weaving in how so many things are complementary to each other. Josh bringing some extra production value and Emily doing whatever Emily does. And, uh, <laughs> see, and that's why the fact that you don't, and I, I love it, the fact that you don't have a problem embarrassing other people a little bit, that's why it doesn't bother me to post yeah. a little Thanks bit here a lot. and there. And so the, so anyway, we'll, we'll get to that in the future, but um, very good. Well, any, if I ended it with this question, Besides the obvious of uh, Jesus saves or, or things of that nature, if you had a, a billboard, if you could sing one song to everybody and cross the world, uh, and, or I guess one title, one theme, and maybe, hey, maybe a, a title of a song will come out of this. But let's start with Emily. Natalie, you can think about it. But uh, Emily, what would be maybe a favorite quote or something, a short paragraph, just something if you could have a billboard speaking to millions of people, because I'm sure there'll be millions that tune into this podcast in just momentarily, but in all seriousness, what would be something that you'd like to tell a lot of people all at once, uh, if you could? Um, so it's not a song that we've recorded, but it's an old one called He's the Only Reason I Live, But Oh, What a Reason. And I'm I honestly, right when you started asking that, my, my head started spinning and I got tears in my eyes because if I literally could have five minutes before I you know, went to see Jesus, I would want to sing that song because he is literally the only reason I live. Because if that's all that we will focus on, that will make our lives so much better down here because all we're supposed to do is be a light for him. He came here to die for us. We get saved. It, as we get saved, we are here to live for him. And my motto in life is be a light. Like that is literally, I've got a jacket, I've got a jacket one time with it on it. That's just my absolute motto is be a light. And he's literally, he's the only reason I live. I cannot imagine life without him. And if all we can do for the rest of our lives is just point people to him, that is all that matters. It doesn't matter how many people see our videos, how many, if our CD became the national one selling or anything as long as we can point people to him, that's, that's all that matters. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Josh, how about you? Would you, I'm not gonna leave you out of this. What would be your short thought? Maybe, maybe shorter than Emily's wink, wink. Oops. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, I've been obviously thinking about it as she spoke. Thanks for the extra time there. Emily. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would have to say I've, I have decided to follow Jesus. Like, kind of quickly rewinding I've struggled a little bit with my background of like hands-on that's how things happen to like really I see but it's hard to feel the value in some of what we do because it's so virtual sure. but um I think was it last week or the week before we had a someone I don't know if I can remember but they were saying that through seeing Natalie's music they actually came to know Christ mm -hmm. because it started the, it was the spark that led them to start seeking. Amen. And so. Amen. And Emily was a part of that because they mentioned, they said, you guys look like happy Christians. And I see the joy when y'all talk about music and talk about the Lord. And it was an episode he referenced that he had seen an episode where Emily, Josh and I were just talking about it. 
And I don't know, that, that was pretty huge. Absolutely. That's fantastic. So the condensed version of all of that is mm -hmm. I, I've decided to follow Jesus. And in that, like, sometimes he opens doors and leads in places that I'm, it's, it's not real obvious to me that, okay, you know, this doesn't feel like, you know, church music or being an evangelist or a preacher or, a, you know, these things that I think of again as like this hands-on, very obvious, you know, sort of thing. Right. But I, I, I figured I'm, I feel like I figured out how to work this phrase into like every conversation I've had for the last couple of uh, weeks, but um, your impact for God specifically, but your impact is only inhibited by your imagination. And so the not seeing things through the lens of I am an evangelist who does this or this or this, I think our imagination is the only thing keeping us from reaching wide swaths of people and, and gathering them in bunches for the glory of God, not for to build some sort of platform or infamy for ourselves. And so I had a gentleman in Bronx, New York, that got saved as a result of the Bible Tracks broadcast that I do 15 minutes a day the, the other week phenomenal it's not due to me it's due to the abilities but so that that's radio well that's almost old-fashioned i'm still going to use it but the right. new opportunities that are available and, and it's so awesome to at times i'll have to tell you about something after we go off the air it's not public knowledge yet that we're working on with bible tracks but miss natalie what uh what would be your and look, josh gave emily a run for the, her yeah. money and so you take I as much time as you want to i think you have another 30 minutes uh, if, if you'd like to but go ahead what would be your short paragraph that you put on a billboard or in a song? I would say it's a combination of, I have two. Um, Please. My favorite hymn is Great Is Thy Faithfulness because of the line, all I have needed, thy hand hath provided. And I can look back on my life and just see God's provision. But then in conjunction with that, it's the phrase, Jesus led me all the way. And that's one of my grandmother's favorite hymns. And I understand why it's precious to her. She's in her late 70s. She and my granddad have served the Lord for many years. They can see God's leading. But here I am much earlier in my journey, if you will. But I told uh, Josh and I've talked about this and I've told other people, I feel like my life is a series of walking through doors God has opened just because I want him to be in charge. And I would, I would tell people, don't try to lead your own life because whatever God has planned for you is so much greater than what you would have planned for yourself. It is 100% worth it to just trust him and let him open those doors. And I, I look, Josh and I have laughed about how different our lives look and our job descriptions and our ministry doors that the Lord has led us into from just one year ago. And it's like, I sit here and I just marvel and I go, Lord, you have done it all. Yeah. And that makes it very there's a joyfulness about letting him lead and letting him call the shots in your life because the blessings that come from letting him lead are completely immeasurable. So yeah, Jesus led me all the way. Absolutely. One of the things I love about these, do, do you need to go miss Emily? I'm just, y'all made fun oh, of me oh. for going long. Oh, okay. All right. Well, well, so I was going to say, one of the things I love about these podcast type things is that, you know, in the church that we go to, women aren't allowed to preach, but this, this gives an opportunity for those of you that have been itching for a long time to just let some of that overflow out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Natalie's trying to point at Emily and Josh is pointing at Natalie and very good. Brother, brother Josh, do you dabble in, in preaching a little bit here and there? I have from time to time. I don't good. call myself a preacher, but I have preached and- hey. 
I'm not at all opposed to it. <laughs> my parents learned this. My dad got saved in South Korea when he was in the military a long time ago. And the pastor of that small church there taught him this preach, pray, sing, or die at a moment's notice. Be willing to do, if you're willing to do any of those, you can do anything for God. And so I'm, I'm glad that you are willing to greatly appreciate that. Well, any last word or words from anybody very quickly as we close up, take your time in all seriousness, but any last words as you, as we sign off here? I'm going to steal your quote about impact and imagination. Praise the Lord. That. Praise I may Lord. claim it as my own. I may give you credit. I don't know. There, there you go. <laughs> I, um, I go under the pen name of Emily Rains. Okay. And so <laughs> all, all, go. any good thing I say, we'll just subscribe to her and uh, go like from it. there. Well, for those of you that have listened to, I think we're pushing over an hour, if I'm not mistaken. Let me say this. Thank you so much to Josh and Natalie and Emily for giving up their time. I, I truly do believe the fact that I get a little bit, a lot of value out of these conversations means much to me and it would be worth it for me to do this regardless. But I do believe that there will be some people that listen. And um, if one person gets inspired to do just a little bit more um, and I have decided to follow Jesus and, and to realize that that song great is thy faithfulness has some application in their life, what have you, whatever it may be. And then whatever Emily said as well, that'd be good too. But I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, it, it's been, I, I never had a little sister. Emily, I had two younger Aww. brothers. And okay. so I feel like I would have been a very protective older brother, but I also would have teased her a lot too. Yes, I think, you would I think have. so. You and so have. if you'd allow me to kind of project onto <laughs> you that way, that would be great. I'm feeling so, that. <laughs> very good. Well, thank you so much in all sincerity. Thank you, brother Josh, go ahead. We didn't answer the question from Instagram. Your wife, I believe did talking about, I have a Bible. Yeah. Is that your she, 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 she just kind of offhanded and, and I checked that box and I think I dropped a few other questions and things as well. So we, we did get there. And so for those of you that had a few questions, we did drop a few of those in. And so greatly appreciate that. Hold up one of your CDs, Brother Josh, for just a moment. If we, there we go. And then you'll, I think for the camera to switch over, Miss Natalie, tell them where they can buy it right now. So that's available on my website, natalierainsmusic.com. So, and of course, all the different streaming platforms as well, if that's the best way for you to get access to it. But we have all the sheet music available on my website as well. So is that out now? That is out. Fantastic. Get it separately if they just want a couple songs or a few, or you can save about half the price by purchasing all of them at once. So there's that option is available. And I've got a bunch of other like congregational accompaniment sheet music and him playing video courses and lots of stuff on there. Very cool. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much. If you'd stick around for just a moment, because I have something I need to talk to you about in just a moment here. So for those of you that are listening, you can try to figure out what it is. But this has been the Mike McCray podcast with Emily and Natalie and Josh. Thank you so much for your time, folks. And for those that have listened all the way through this hour and 15 minutes or so, Thank you. Thank you. And I do believe it, if it has been in any way a help to those of you that are listening, share it with somebody. Let them know as well, because if it blessed one of you, it might bless a few more as well. If you have a question, a comment, a critique, a criticism, go ahead and text me. You can do that directly. 309-316-7240. One more time, that's 309-316-7240. We will sign off and talk to you very soon. Thank you so much for listening to this entire podcast. I do not take your investment of time lightly. If you have not yet subscribed to the Mike McCrary podcast, please do so 
Now, you don't want to miss the next great guest I'm having on very soon. God bless.